faithwire.com. Does anything Joe Biden say actually matter to Vladimir Putin? Today's Wednesday, December 8, 2021. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have this top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. I want to welcome in everyone from CBN's Daily Rundown podcast. We're here with you guys every Wednesday, and uh, we do four big stories, three things you need to know about them from a Christian perspective. And you can find us on iTunes, and you can go ahead and subscribe over there. We'd love to have you join us every day. Uh, as I said yesterday, Billy Hallowell and Trey Gones Phillips from CBN's Faithwire are here because they have to be. I make them do it, and um, <laughs> they pretend. There are no options. They have, there are no options. They pretend that they like it, and um, <laughs> that. So there we are. Not. I'm. I'm mostly kidding. I'm mostly kidding. But mostly. Uh, glad you guys are here. Yeah, happy We're to be glad here. to be here. <laughs> right. <laughs> This is not a hostage situation. We are not, no. It's not at all. We promise you. We promise like, you. Help! Help! <laughs> all right. So uh, I'm going to be uh, talking about the Fox News Christmas tree. So it took 21 hours to assemble, but last night, just after midnight, it was set ablaze, and the whole thing was destroyed. So we'll talk about the details of what happened, what's been going on, and Fox News's response to it. And we are also, and I'm actually excited about this one because it's interesting getting kind of insight into the mental health situation in our country. And it's sort of self-described, you know, how are you doing? Is your mental health excellent? Is it good? Um, Gallup did an annual poll that they put out. So there's sort of longitudinal data data to look at on this. Mm. But where different groups stand in the country, Democrats, Republicans, churchgoers, and there's some really encouraging um, and interesting data that we'll talk about. All right. Sounds good. We're going to start here on story number one first, and that is uh, Vladimir Putin and President Biden had a secure video call uh, uh, this week, and they were discussing a, quote, range of issues, according to a statement from the White House that's on uh, whitehouse.gov right now. And they said President Biden voiced the deep concerns of the United States and our European allies about Russia's escalation of forces surrounding Ukraine and made clear that the U.S. and our allies would respond with strong economic and other measures in the event of military escalation. President Biden reiterated his support for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity and called for de-escalation and a return to diplomacy. The, The two presidents tasked their teams to follow up and the U.S. will do so in close coordination with allies and partners, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they also discussed a few things on uh, ransomware as well as joint work on regional issues such as Iran, which is kind of hilarious because uh, Russia and Iran often uh, working hand in hand on certain issues. So um, so this obviously is uh, a huge deal as we saw Russia has uh, repeatedly over the years, you know, you know, provoked and, and, you know, attacked Ukraine even. And, um, it is, it is, you know, a tense situation and it's made all the, all the more worse right now because Joe Biden came into office promising to be, um, you know, strong on, you know, his strong suit was foreign policy. And when you look at what's happened in Afghanistan with the failed pullout there, and you look at now ISIS is starting to, you know, make, make a little bit of a surge. And you look at, Iran is getting close to a nuclear weapon and they continue to threaten Israel and Israel now is not feeling uh, as much of 
support from the Biden administration as he did in previous U.S. administrations. So um, you're you're looking at this and Biden trying to lay down the law here, and it's you, you you know makes you wonder: Is Putin going to actually take any of these threats seriously from from Joe Biden? And so. Um, you know, as this situation continues to unfold, um, it, it's certainly going to be important to watch because it will say a lot as whatever ends up happening, it will say a lot as to the effectiveness of the Biden administration and how seriously the rest of the world is taking the Biden administration. Are they actually following recommendations? You know, they promised again, Biden said that we're going to be respected in the world again. Is that going to be the case? And um, I guess we will see as, you know, China's also building up their strength. Of course, we got the Taiwan situation there, threatening to go in there. And so this is usually where America is kind of a big player in these situations, guys. And uh, I don't know if that's going to be the case anymore. I guess we're going to find out in the coming weeks and months. Well, you know, that's the the thing that everyone loves to laugh about and joke about is, you know, Joe Biden's, you know, cognitive decline. You see all these headlines, right? And these and these jokes and these memes. And, you know, I'm not speaking as to whether or not there is a cognitive decline. What I will speak to is that there's clearly a sense, even jokingly, but I think very seriously, that, you know, he's not up for the task or, you know, these different feelings that people have. It creates a perception that, you know, I think is probably felt not only at home, but abroad, you know, I had a relative who said, well, you know, I don't want a president who people are afraid of, right? And they were, that was in reference to Trump. And I think there's a legitimate conversation to have there. But at the same time, if the world isn't afraid of your president, right, then what happens? You want that sort of reverence, that maybe healthy fear where the world is thinking, okay, this is a person who's not going to let me get away with murder. They're not going to let me get away with something sinister or bad. And when you talk about Russia and China and some of these other countries, we know there's sinister activity going on. So I think there's actually a real danger um, with that perception being put out there mm. and, you know, with maybe there not being a strong stature from the president. You know, I think like the continual eye roll for everybody is, <laughs> is the fact that, that the media is so biased in the way that they cover this stuff Yeah, uh, when it comes to foreign diplomacy and, and does the president actually look presidential? Are they being wise? Are they a good leader? Are they keeping stability around the world? Are we returning to having all these allies and stuff? You remember during the Trump administration, all these reports editorializing that Trump was a madman, that he's dangerous. Uh, and it's interesting to see that all of that was okay during the Trump administration because they're just telling the truth. I remember Brian Stelter said uh, in an interview with Hugh Hewitt, who said, well, Don Lemon is essentially a commentator because he shares his opinion on all this yeah. stuff. And Brian Stelter said, no, no, he's not a commentator. He's an anchor with a perspective. And that's what journalism is. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we had all of that for four years. And then now uh, everybody's mom on the concerns billy that you just raised it's like well we yeah that would be editorializing we need to be journalists we just report the facts it's like oh okay 
Okay, so oh. now we're back to just reporting. Right. Right. We, we no longer share our perspectives anymore <laughs> because that's not journalism yeah. in 2021, <laughs> though it was in 2016 right. through, through 2020. Uh, so I think the, that back and forth and the way the media covers uh, a president based on his political party uh, is just such a such a frustrating thing yeah. that just seems to ping pong back and forth. Uh, and yeah. it's not helpful in this conversation at all because it just makes it, it makes the water that much murkier and harder to figure out as a citizen. Okay. What's actually happening and how is the president being perceived? Because we don't really get an honest read of the situation. No. no. Well, let's also talk about, um, you know, Afghanistan and some of the things that have happened. Yes. You have to take all of this in its totality and say, is this somebody, is this, if I'm Vladimir Putin, I'm wondering how many inches can I take? How many feet can I take? How many yards can I take before this mm -hmm. president does something? And when you've pulled out of Afghanistan, mm -hmm. I do think that also sends a sign as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, to your, and to your point, Trey, on the media, I mean, you get so many of those, you know, it, the criticisms, the criticisms when Trump was in. And then now it's just biden is dealing with putin and what's going to happen on their call and it's just very like you said it's very the, the all of a sudden the the edge is taken out of the headlines and it's just so it's just a they're having a meeting you know versus yeah, right. like trump provokes or you know whatever the case may be so we'll continue to watch it as it unfolds but um let's head into uh, story number two now all right, story number two. So this is like the perfect, I guess, war on Christmas story. Um, uh, so, <laughs> so 40, I'm kind of joking there. So, but anyway, uh, a 49 year old man, Craig Tamanaha, was arrested. Uh, last night, uh, shortly after midnight, or early this morning, I should say, uh, shortly after midnight, when the Fox News Christmas tree right in front of the News Corp headquarters in New York City was set ablaze uh, and the the flames went from about the middle and then spiraled all the way up to the top uh, and left just barely any of the tree left and the tree was put up uh, on December 1st uh, it's 50 feet tall uh, it has 10,000 glass ornaments on it 100,000 lights it took workers 21 hours to assemble and decorate uh, and all of it was gone overnight and according to a report that was just published uh, the the suspected arson, the alleged arson, Craig uh, Tamahana, like I said, he could be released as early as tomorrow uh, because it was not, it didn't endanger anybody physically, didn't involve uh, other people, you know, nobody was hurt. Uh, so there's no bail situation there. He could just be released and then obviously have to return uh, for a trial date. Uh, so we'll start with the, the details. There's not a whole lot known yet since it just happened. Uh, but like I said, a spokesperson said that they had arrested a 49-year-old man after footage of the crime, uh, which originally circulated on the Citizen app, showed black smoke billowing around midnight last night from a Christmas tree, uh, the Fox News Christmas tree, after the man allegedly scaled the tree. Uh, and then, uh, you know, about a third of the way up, somehow uh, supposedly set fire to it. Now, when they did arrest him, he did have a lighter on him, but the police have not said whether they believe that he used that lighter or something else was used or something happened. Like, they don't know the details now, yet I, I, as far as can I Can I just, can I just uh, interrupt for your story here for just a minute, yeah. Trey? I just want to question, I mean, look, obviously lighting a tree on fire, you, you got some problems. Why... Did he have to but climb up halfway? The, he knows the tree's all connected, right? Like he could have lit it from yeah. the bottom. I'm just saying. Right. I'm That's just what, saying. I maybe. He, I mean, I guess this is just more of an indication that he's not all there. 
Like, why would or you? Or maybe to... it was just more of like an athletic exercise of let me <laughs> climb first and then see what I can do. <laughs> It'll be more dramatic this way. Yeah. Or you, it's like an actual torch then if you can get to the top. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know. So anyway, continue. I mean, maybe it, it makes it more fun. <laughs> it's like this, this is more perilous this way. To, <laughs> so I'd, I don't know. But um, we'll move into number two here. Uh, Fox News Media CEO Suzanne Scott just a few minutes ago uh, released a statement saying that the Fox News News Corp will rebuild the tree uh, to send, quote, she said, a message that there can be peace, light, and joy even during a dark moment. As uh, she went on to say earlier this morning, Fox News Media's All-American Christmas tree outside our building on Fox Square was set on fire in a malicious arson attack. The 50-foot tree, which was just lit in a beautiful on-air ceremony on Sunday night, was engulfed in flames and smoke permeated the building. There were no injuries, she said, and thankfully all employees working inside the building remained safe throughout the duration of the fire. Uh, She went on to also thank the uh, fire department and the New York Police Department uh, for apprehending the criminal, for stopping the fire, uh, and for charging him. Uh, he's, she said that he's been charged also with other crimes. Uh, our security team, she added, uh, also did a great job responding to the incident immediately. Uh, so I guess that nobody was hurt uh, in the incident. And I think number three here, as far as why it matters, it's just we live in such a divisive age, and I, I just think there's there's so much that happens, and there's no no sensical reason behind it. Uh, and it, it, it's it's just discouraging to see this kind of stuff. But uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the response, I guess, that, that Suzanne Scott put out, uh, that they're going to rebuild the tree and get it up for the last uh, few weeks of, of Christmas time, uh, and said that, that it's an opportunity to show light and joy even in a dark moment. And I think, obviously, she's not speaking as a, as a Christian or anything, but uh, I think that's the message that we as believers need to be living with, right? Like when things happen, when devastating things happen, when difficult times come in our, our, our culture right now is so dark and so divided. Uh, I think it's an opportunity for us to shine the light of the gospel. Uh, so it's, it's a good message I think is, um, is encouraging right now. Well, I mean, like, what are they going to film behind, like in front of without the tree? I mean, they've got to put the tree back up. Like, I mean, they the, have to have something there. They've got to have, <laughs> I mean, you can't have a charred tree sitting out no. inside of Fox. You're going to have to, you know, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's you don't really think no that looks nice? Just like, I mean, it's like the three panels of a Christmas tree. <laughs> just, it's very you know, close headshots. I just, when I saw the video of it, I thought, what a strange, I mean, every day gets stranger in America and in the world. And you think it's not going to get any weirder. And then the next day, the Fox news Christmas tree is lit up. I mean, you can't, you can't make it up. Yeah. I mean, I just wonder, I mean, I just, I'm thinking the whole time you're going through that story, Trey, I'm thinking what goes through your mind and you get to a place where, what has been fed into your mind for weeks and days and hours to where you get to the point where you say, yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm burning this thing down. I, I just don't, I'll never understand. Yeah. And I guess this is why I'll and then probably you walk up to it. And then you have like that time of, I'm actually at the tree. Now this was a right. bad idea. I convinced and I, and now I'm going to, to scale it. Right. Right. Like this seemed like a really good idea when I woke up at two in the morning and I was mad at Fox news um, or I was mad at Christmas or I was mad at Jesus. I, and I thought, yeah, I'll show him. I'll burn it down. And then, you're right. You walk up to it and you think, wow, that was, you know, sometimes those ideas at 2 a.m. aren't really good ideas and you kind of don't realize it until 2 p.m. the next day. You're like, oh, yeah, that was really that. It <laughs> when seemed you're sitting awesome, in your jail cell. No, yeah, when you're sitting in your jail cell. <laughs> oh, we if only they would have called the police. Anyway, so, yeah, I just don't, I'll never understand it, I guess, how you can get to that point. 
I yeah. mean, I mean, yeah. they're going to do a, an evaluation, obviously, to see uh, if mental illness was a was a factor here. Uh, but the judge has, uh, you know, he said that he could order uh, the man to be held for a psychiatric evaluation, and he's currently uh, held in the, in a, the Midtown North precinct. So we'll we see need, what happens. He's, we we need to know how many hours of MSNBC he watches a day because right. or CNN because you know if this was the reverse, if there was some attack on uh you know a cnn building or something they would absolutely say a fox news viewer you know you know you know what happened well wouldn't it be immediately like he needs to be charged with terrorism yeah (laughs) well megan mccain is apparently trending which i haven't seen i've only seen screenshots of the tweet because i i saw there was a message something along the lines of i don't want to hear anything about how radical some of you think you know people in the gop are we've got lunatics running around new york setting fox news (laughs) christmas tree on fire so there you go all right, well, let's. Uh, why don't we just uh, move on in? I don't know if we can top that, but well, we can. We can try to head out. We can try, Billy. We can try. Yeah, I know. I feel like that's like usually what we end with, but whatever. Right. I'll, I'm going to drag us back into reality. <laughs> the burning Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, the burning Christmas tree would have been a great finale. So basically, <laughs> there's a new survey out from Gallup. It's an annual survey, as I mentioned at the top of the show, that really asks people how they would assess their mental health and their emotional well-being. And clearly, with everything that's happened from COVID, you have the loss of life, you have all of that, but then you have like the shutdowns and the reaction to COVID. Uh, Americans are not faring as well as they normally normally are. Um, in fact, just 34% of the country says that they have excellent mental health. And usually before the pandemic, that was in the 40s, right? So it's down uh, pretty substantially. Um, so people are feeling that. But but what's really interesting, they broke the, the survey down by different cohorts, age, income, and a, bu- a bunch of different elements there. And churchgoers, weekly religious service. So this is general religious service. People who go to church weekly, 44% said that they have excellent mental health and emotional well-being. That was the largest percentage. And what was really interesting, if you go weekly to church, this was pretty consistent over the last three years. They have numbers going back to 2019. In 2019, 42% said they had excellent uh, mental health. And last year, it was 46%, and we're at 44%. All of the other groups had massive declines, which was sort of fascinating to see. Uh, Republicans also, um, 42% have excellent mental health. And I want to just read part of this, the the analysis, because I think this is really interesting. Uh, Gallup said the well-being of most groups mirrors the national trend and their mental health scores worsening over the last year, followed by little to no improvement this year. However, Democrats' mental health rating has been steady at a relatively low level since 2019, while frequent churchgoers has been steadily high. So so two takeaways here. Churchgoers, steadily high. Um, Democrats, uh, relatively low. Um, and has been consistently low. It's at 28% of Democrats mm. reporting excellent mental health compared to 42% of Republicans. So there's a lot in this. Uh, you know, why does it matter? Clearly, this is asking people how they are faring. And the coolest part of this is that we're seeing people who go to church weekly are doing the best. And people who go infrequently, by the way, they were also among the worst. So people who say, I go, but, you know, not very frequently. So really Mm. good news for faith and showing that faith has a very positive impact on mental health. Very sad news for Democrats. Um, that was actually kind of sad. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's sad that it's been consistently low. Republicans, yeah. by the way, mm. have decreased quite a bit 
um, since 2019. They were at 56% excellent um, in 2019 and are down to 42, but still much higher than Democrats. Yeah, and we, we, we've talked about it a lot, Trey, on this podcast. Um, but that idea that of what happens when your ultimate hope is in something other than God. And I, mm -hmm. I can see how that would lead to despair and how that would lead to hopelessness and then ultimately a mental health situation that's not optimal. And, uh, you know, it makes logical sense to me when your hope is in government and you see you see the utter chaos that our government is in right now, the, the divide, the ridiculousness, the, the pettiness um, that we're that we're currently dealing with. If that's your ultimate hope, I'd be depressed, too. I'd be my mental health would be in the in the crapper, too. I mean, it's just I don't know what else to yeah. say about it. But when because when you when you believe in God and you realize there is a sovereign God rulers rise and fall none of them rise and fall a part of his hands so we can trust that okay we can fight for the things you know that we're that we believe in and, and everything else but at the end of the day wherever the chips fall we can rest in the fact that we have a sovereign god who has a plan who uh, is working things you know for good ultimately for his purposes he's not he's not just a, an observer up there waiting to see what we do um, yeah. so, I mean, that, to me, that's the difference there. And that's probably, you know, why you're seeing that discrepancy. Well, I was looking at uh, a couple other studies, Billy, while you were talking that it seems like a lot of studies, not just Pew, but like Gallup and like a bunch of other surveys. There's another one that the New York times reported on in 2021, uh, in October of this year, um, showing that conservatives generally are happier, not, not even that their mental health is better. They're just happier. And then also religious people are happier. And I think a lot of it to your point, Dan, is that when you don't have any sort of faith in a higher power or a higher purpose, you either end up putting your hope in the government, like you said, uh, which is why, um, <laughs> why would you put your hope in the government right, we, or you end up putting that, that weight on yourself, right? So you're bearing a, a whole lot of stress. Like this is yeah. all there is. There's, there's nothing more. So I have to get this right. 100% of the time, because I've only got 80 years, 100, you know, whatever, however long you live. I've only got this many years to get it right. Uh, and it's all on me. So to, to bear that stress and that weight of, you know, this is all there is, and it's my job to make it as best as I can. Uh, whereas a believer, you, we have an avenue for that stress, right? We, we have a, a person, we have a God uh, who we can rely on and say, look, we're still stressed. Things are still really difficult. We still deal with mental health issues, of course. Um, but there's a higher purpose to it all. Like our suffering is not in vain. The things we go through in this life are not without a purpose. There, there's a sovereign God who understands what we're going through, who's been through what we're going through, uh, who, who sympathizes and empathizes with us, uh, and who has an ultimate purpose and, and goal in mind for us. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't imagine going through the tragedy and and hardship of this life uh, without having that understanding and that confidence that there's a greater value to it all. 
Well, and where are, you know, this is the thing, the Freedom From Religion Foundation and everybody else in that camp, you know, nothing fails like prayer. You know, they love to put all these things out, right? And, you know, it's, I mean, this is like for years, this is, sorry, uh, that's my just universal Is that your FFR? No, that's your FFRF voice. I like it. Yeah. I like it. We can always, anytime you reference them, that's how you have to do it. Sometimes it's more desperate, like prayer. Nothing fails like prayer. But, you know, when they say these things, it's really interesting because you've got a mental health crisis, more people than ever taking their lives you have complete chaos at every corner and as you guys are saying you then have these activist groups dis- not only dismissing but almost these malevolent messages about faith and how worthless it is and yet study after study shows not only is it not worthless it's a sustaining factor for people that they mm-hmm. that they feel and they are reporting is making them happier so even if you don't believe anything exists why would you try to strike down those things that are counterbalancing the internal chaos it is very deadly for many people in this country so i just that i think is we need to point out and talk about because when they do that it, it's I, i'm fine with people you don't want to believe don't believe but why attack and dismiss yeah no i, I that's my end of my rant yeah no that's good i was just waiting to see if f f f f r f voice came in again um but <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like I, I think that's an accurate depiction yeah, of, uh, well, of how they are so there you go all right. Well, hey, guys, one more I want to throw in there. Have you been following the uh, Jussie Smollett? I just can't. I mean, I have been. I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I mean, I can't say that I have either. I, I did read a headline or two, but uh, it's just it's amazing to me. I will just say this. It's amazing to me that the facts seem pretty clear in the case that he was busted, caught red handed, concocting this whole thing. And he just yeah. refuses to admit it. He's he's trying. We are seeing in real time the deny till you die theory put into practice. <laughs> it's like a child. It's already dealing like you're already being disciplined and you're like you're, you've been sent to your room. Everything has been taken away from you. Uh, you're not allowed to go see your friends. You're grounded. But you just your lips will not move. I'm not going to admit that I was wrong. I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no. You're just. You're not going to be a part of it. You. Yeah. Will, I will not participate in the truth. I won't. <laughs> I will not do it. And I. And you know now it's you've sad. got like Don Lemon though. You've got that part of it is I'm more interested. That in. is That's interesting. fascinating to me. That yes, is interesting. That, that, yeah. That now what did he do? He te- he was texting him and he kind of gave him like the wrongdoing there was that he gave him a heads up right that they didn't allegedly. believe him allegedly yeah, allegedly. allegedly. But um, that's twice yeah. now. I mean, CNN, not a good week for CNN here. You've it's got it's not been no. a good couple of years for no. CNN. And can I just say, the the entire world is waking up to what all of us already knew, which is that a very well respected network that did a good job of trying to present the news um, in a balanced way at some point decided that that was no longer going to be the path they were going to take. Well, and, and yeah, yeah. And look, I I you know as a former writer for Glenn Beck, the first place we went to was cnn headline news that was the first tv show that we got and so we were there and i so i was in that cnn building and it was interesting to experience it because that was the sense i got was that you had a bunch of liberal people generally who were trying to do you know a good job reporting the news right but they of course just biases were going to seep through because that's just it was overwhelming you know you'd watch editors would have john stewart on in the edit bay there you know things like that you'd see that all the time and um, but yeah, that that shift has gone away, and you just wonder because they have good journalists there. There are good journalists there. Absolutely, the, the guy who um, I'm I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head, but the guy who does the the Asia stuff, the the, the reports from North Korea, 
Um, he's yeah, really Will great. Ripley, right? Yeah, Will Ripley. Apologies to and Will for forgetting And then Clarissa Ward is also. Yeah, she was on the ground in Afghanistan. She was amazing names. stuff. But but they so there are some some real <laughs> journalists there who do great stuff. And I, what I'm interested in in this when you see Don Lemon texting Jussie Smollett and you see you know Chris Cuomo texting his brother and then lying about it on the air. Why don't these actual real journalists have more say within CNN? To say that's because that's ruining their reputation. Now, when Will Ripley has to go out and do a report from North Korea, everyone's on edge looking for the liberal spin to come. They're all looking for, I mean, well, is, he, is he texting Kim Jong un? You know, like, is he texting, <laughs> you know, from the grave? I mean, what's going on? Like, you, you don't trust don't... it because of people like Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon. So, yeah, right. I do yeah. wonder, in fairness to them, like, let's just give them a fair... Maybe there's some behind-the-scenes conversations that happen. I do know that there are certain people at CNN who get very testy publicly and privately if you criticize CNN who work <laughs> there. And so those particular people um, who are also very visible at CNN, I think that maybe... I, I don't. Can you do that openly? I don't even know. Can you openly say... Like if you said something crazy and then it, could I openly say Dan Andros said, I don't know. I, I don't know how that works publicly. Well, I mean, I don't even know publicly, but like if, you know, Chris Cuomo, I mean, when the whole Cuomo brothers shenanigans were going on, I mean, that was clearly wrong for a news network to be engaging in that. Right. They broke their own rule right, from to, have, day one. to have Governor Cuomo on and basically give propaganda and make him look like this affable, lovable guy who wasn't sending the elderly to their slaughter by the thousands, you know, <laughs> yeah. which actually happened. Um, you know, you would think that, I would hope that within CNN that 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 the Will Ripley's of the world feel comfortable enough. Believe it or not, to, sorry, every time you say Ripley, I'm like, okay. But to, I hope, that, I would just hope they would feel comfortable enough to be able to send an email to, you know, Zucker or, or whoever their immediate supervisor is and say, hey, like, what's going on here? This this is harming me. What are you guys doing about this? Like, I, I would hope yeah. they could at least send that. And maybe they did and they just don't care. So I don't know. Yeah, we we don't know. I, I do think there's clearly a problem there. And by the way, the White House is also I know we've we've jumped around here. But I think it's important to mention this. They're allegedly very unhappy with the media coverage that Biden yeah. is getting and they're trying to change things. Yeah, um, they're they're unhappy with the uh, the reporting on the economy, which they want to they want to help them frame the reporting on the economy as if people aren't noticing that it costs a bajillion dollars to fill up your gas tank. Yeah. We we want to yeah. spin that so that they're happy about it. Guess what? It would have been under Trump. It would have been a hundred dollars a gallon. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what positive spin you can put on inflation and um, gas prices and groceries and everything else. The prices are just going sky high, and you can't go to a store, and people are you know they're all short staffed. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. I, I don't know how you put. It's not the media's job to spin the reality. No, it's it's not. And I think that maybe this is a gut check for for everybody. Right. I think we've we've gone into our little corners and Trey, you were talking about the division. I think it's so easy to be only in a corner and to only look at news that only mm -hmm. has your view and to only create that news. The problem these journalists have. And I mean, I, this was my thesis in college. I and mean, this goes back to this is decades right of of you know, complaints that the right has had about the media being too far left. But maybe there's a real wake-up call moment here for the, the press to actually have self-awareness. I think it's, it's okay to have a bias as long as you're aware of it and you're open. I don't about know, it. Billy. Yeah, I was just going to say. I just don't. I mean, you remember that we had this big uh, post-mortem, like even CNN, I think, was like the, the ringleader of like we've got to 
analyze ourselves and see what mistakes did we, and it was like so pious the way it was done. Like we need to figure out how we messed up because had we not messed up, Donald Trump wouldn't have been elected. (laughs) So it was kind of like from the start, it was like, you still don't get it. Uh, But even four years later, nothing has changed. In fact, I would say that CNN, Brian Stelter, all of them have just, they've just gone like, even further in on the stuff that they said they were going to analyze yeah. and see. I Should we just, be better? Yeah. I, I was just going to wrap it up here, guys, uh, with a spoiler alert to answer your question, Billy. No, uh, that's yeah. not happening. Well, whatever. Allow me to have some Christmas cheer. And hope you can, the best. you can, yeah, you can have some optimism. Guys. I am here to crush it and <laughs> stamp it out. Uh, but anyway, so, all right. <laughs> That's all. Hey, on that happy note, that's all the time we have for this episode. (laughs) Get on over to faithwire.com and cbnnews.com for more news from a Christian perspective. We'll see you back here tomorrow.